0: Join us for an intimate chat with Alicia, an incredible mom, as we uncover the secrets to raising happy, healthy kids. From fostering family connections to customizing diets, we'll explore practical tips and share the joy of creating memorable family traditions. Get ready for an inspiring conversation that'll leave you equipped with positive parenting insights and ideas. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here. It's our guiding light, guiding kids' genius, empowering mama's purpose, navigating motherhood, igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles, unleashing self-care and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mama Genius Hub podcast. I have Alicia here today, and we're going to get into our genes and how we do this. And and there's just so much goodness in this episode. I don't even want to spoil it. I'm just going to start by introducing her. At 62, Alicia is living testimony to the power of holistic health. With over 25 years of experience, she brings wealth of knowledge to help families navigate the complexity of the health challenges. Cause you know we all have those challenges, but how do we what do we do about it? Alicia's approach is to personalize And rooted in genetic understanding. We're gonna get down to the genes and talk about what to do about that. She not only looks and feels like a 30-year-old, but has successfully decoded her own wellness path. Join us for this enlightening conversation as we just get in with Alicia and we're gonna learn so this. So before we get into the the hows and the whys, tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit more and your why, your why behind all this.
1: Well, my why behind all this was the complexity that. We make we make life complex. We make health complex, and genetics can be very, very, very complex. I feel anxiety so. already
0: with the word genetics.
1: <laughs> so you know, I don't know if you remember your genetics school and the, and the chromosomes and stuff like that. Well, tell you the truth, it was in 2017 when um, one of the uh, one of the companies that sell supplements opened opened a platform in which we could actually take our DNA and and put it in the platform and get, you know, get ideas about what our DNA is telling us, you know? So anyway, I went crazy, 2017, I did it, my whole family, my sister jumped in, you know, the whole works. And all of a sudden I looked at it and I'm like, this type of information is good for nothing. Oh my gosh, they have typos. You have to understand that DNA has four letters and four letters only. If you change an an A for a T, it's a completely different thing. And I just did not feel confident. Michelle, I did not feel confident. I spoke with some people about it and I'm like, you know what, there's a lot of typos. I don't think we should go in on it and stuff like that. So I let it rest. All of a sudden, I have a business partner here in Canada. Her name is Brenda Wallenberg. She's the author of the Kids Imbal of the Imbalance Program. And I've been teaching the Kids Imbalance Program for a long period of time because I love kids when they learn, they when they learn to truly create healthy habits when they are kids, their whole life can be completely different. So, anyway, so this lady says, Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interviewed at a podcast. I'm like, good for you. I'm like, and I promise them a course. I'm like, good for you. She looked at me and she goes, and she laughed because she's also a nutritionist, but she's a sociologist. And she looked at me. I'm like, you know, I cannot do it without you. Right. And I said, I know you cannot do it without me because I'm a biologist for training. I've been teaching 25 years higher education and I don't like the way biology has been, ta- been taught in school. Never, ever, 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 because people think that biology is all about memorization and regurgitation in exam and you pass the course. But when you find, when I finally found, we finally found uh, someone, uh, she's a medical doctor in Toronto. Her name is Dr. Penny Kendall-Reed. And she found the same thing about this typos and she created her own platform. And I'm like, ooh, okay, let's take a look at her. And so anyway, I, I paid her, every time I talked to her, I paid her a lot of money, but I'm like, okay, I need to talk to her directly. So I paid for, for whole 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 hour which I was bombarding her with questions, blah, blah, blah. And it just, all of it made so much sense because see, she removed the typos, but not only that. There are billions of genes out there, billions of genes. You know, they're gonna tell you, oh, you have this gene or you have the other gene or whatever, right? And they are useless. Well, she actually picked up about 70 genes that are the foundation of everything else. So when you clear the foundation, right? Then you start noticing, oh, this is changing over here, or this is changing over there. So we started following her for a while and of course right now we are her fans. I actually went to Toronto just to listen to her because she was doing a conference on ment actually mental health and genetics and I'm like I've got to be there. I follow her, I am her shadow. I have read her book like four times. She has a book called um, fix your genes to fit your genes, because see, when you understand your genetics, your genetics, everything makes sense. Now you need to understand something, Michelle. Your genes were made the way an egg joined mommy's egg joined with daddy's sperm, and those have been your genes ever since they will never change. They have never changed. They will express the same way over and over, over and over again, right? That is why your eye color doesn't change. Well, maybe changes in the first year or so, right? Mm-hmm. That is why the color of your hair probably was doesn't change until you, you start going gray, right? That is why, you know, some things, some things don't change because your DNA expresses exactly the same way from the minute you were conceived. And so, Something extremely interesting is that these 70 genes, which are truly the foundation, allow us to look into the root causes of health challenges. And so people ask me, so so, who do you work with? I'm like, well, with people that have health challenges. And like, what type of health challenges? I don't know, because lots of people have come to me saying, I have this, I have this, I have the other. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, well, let's take a look, right? I think I have analyzed about 60 people's genes. There's a lot of things that I see repeating over and over again. And there's things that were like, wow, I didn't even know that had anything to do with this. So what happens, for example, if you have a kid, actually, I'm actually working with a kid right now. Uh, the parents contacted me because she has vitiligo, right? Vitiligo, which is like your skin turns white and there's no pigmentation, pigmentation and stuff like that. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's just eight. She started with vitiligo. We have no idea where it come from. And I'm like, let's do her genetics, right? And then, and then they told me, but she's also hyperactive, really hyperactive. I'm like, okay, okay. And then they also told me, oh, and she doesn't sleep well. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know. Oh, you know what? She might have a thyroid problem. And I'm like, how you know? Oh, well, because, you know, she went for a thyroid test. By the way, when you go for a test, they will test your blood, maybe one second. Your genes are expressing all the time. It's a huge difference, right? right. So anyway, so this eight-year-old, I look at her DNA. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't have to tell me that. Yeah, she's hyperactive. Yes, she has problems with her thyroid. Yes, she doesn't sleep. And guess what? She doesn't have any immune issues. So something with illegal, they always tell you it's an immune. It's an autoimmune. It's immune. It's your immune system. Guess what? It's not her immune system. She has problems with detoxification. With what? Detoxification. Cleaning everything, cleaning the environment. Everything we, every time we eat, the food goes into our gut, gets into our liver. It's cleaned up. If, If the liver is not working properly and i'll tell you i think 95 of the people that i have been testing and they're like oh your liver is too slow or your liver is non-existent or you know like it just because we we are surrounded by so many toxins so it was so funny that the parents told me this right because i saw it in her map right away right away without a problem and i'm like do you want to do something about this i'm like yes please you know one thing was a bit illegal but the dad goes like oh my gosh you can do something for her hyperactivity we will love you to pieces so this is when you look into the genetics like okay which genes are expressing how can i change the environment to change the genes so we call this epigenetics you probably have heard the term epigenetics What? how can we change the environment to change the expression of the genes okay are we exposed to every single day what do we do every single day michelle we sleep we eat we move we eat we drink we poop we pee we sweat right so these are things you have to do every single day to be able to have a perfect body what about if we change that environment number one let's sleep better. How do I sleep better if my brain is not turning off and I'm a hyperactive child? And then the mom was like, you got to go to sleep because, you know, I have work to do. And my my time is so. Busy. Oh, I've you never know? said
0: that once. Nope, nope. Oh, never,
1: never. you know, like, I know your I know your mom, mama's, you know, I have three kids and they were, I, I mean, when my old youngest was born, my daughter wasn't even four. I had three kids under four. They were like, boom, boom, boom. They were like, boom, boom. boom. I know what a busy mama is, okay? Because I had no help. I lived away from my parents. I lived away, my in-laws, they lived away too. I, I ended up getting friends to help me. I was working, by the time my son was one, I started working at night, 7 till 10 p.m. at night. That's when I was teaching because my husband was home and that was the only time I could have to work. So I understand mamas. I understand heck mamas that you just want to Oh, can you please just shut up, go to sleep, and let me finish my day, right? And so anyway, so what can we do about sleep and kids? Well, let's look at their genetics. Number one, why is it that your child doesn't fall asleep right away? Ooh, there are two genes. We call, I'm just going to talk about the clock gene. There's a clock gene, and we and we categorize this, these genes as if they are a, uh, a street eight. So red, yellow, green. If your child is green, these are the type of children that will say, I'm going to bed and fall asleep right away. If they're yellow, they might take a bit longer, but they fall asleep. If they're red, it can be 11 midnight and they want their cell phones and they cannot fall asleep. Interesting. So, but how do we change the environment? Well, number one, You have a routine before going to sleep. Can we, can you actually, especially for your red one, the one that's clock red, can we change the routine before you go to sleep? What is it I need to remove from my child? Anything that gets this child active. Don't send them to the gym before they go to sleep, okay? They need to exercise in the morning, never exercise before bedtime. Stop stimulating before they go to sleep. These are the kids that truly need a dark, a very very dark bedroom. Now, what else promotes sleep? Well, what did you eat all day? If you if you just had milk before you go to bed, guess what? You had something that you probably don't digest, or probably that caused tummy upset. And milk has and milk has sugar, lactose is the sugar of milk. So if you give your child milk before they go to sleep. Guess what? They have too much sugar in their body and they cannot digest it and they have a tummy upset and they're not going to fall asleep. Let's change the environment in terms of food. The first thing in the morning is extremely important, but not for everybody. Now, if we talk about genetics, Michelle, this is the most amazing thing I've seen. Is like we can optimize how many times a day you should be eating. How much protein, how much fat, how much carbohydrates your plate should look, should have. So this
0: comes from diagnosing those 70 genes?
1: Yes, from diagnosing your 70 genes, we can pinpoint at the best diet you can have. For example, me, I eat three times a day with no snacking in between, five to six hours between meals, and I need to have a very specific amount of protein of Protein of, you know, lots of vegetables. Lots of vegetables are always like, they have, you know me, they have to be there, okay? The right amount of fat. Don't be afraid of fat. You need saturated fat. Some people need more saturated fat than others. And you need carbohydrates, but depending on your protein, how much carbohydrates you see on your plate. So my plates are always like the rainbow, very colorful, and you're going to see maybe... Maybe I have potato as as my starch instead of I'm going out for, I don't know, for Italian for Italian Italian meal. And it's like this much carbohydrates, like this much pasta, then on top a little bit of protein and maybe the veggies are, veggies are the tomato sauce. I don't know. That, if you feed your child that or macaroni and cheese for dinner, your, your child is not going to fall asleep, especially if they are red clock. There's no way that combination does not work at all. And so it's a beautiful map and it is so personalized because every, I don't know my kids, every single one of my kids, guess what? Is different. Is what? Is different. Every single child, every single one of my kids is different. You know, one of them needs more protein. The other one needs way more fat. And the other one needs very little fat or very little carbohydrates. So how would you,
0: so if you figure this out, how would your meals and stuff then differentiate to feed like a whole family if you're feeding them properly?
1: So I'm cooking all for the same family. It's just different amounts. And always vegetables. Always cruciferous vegetables I am the type of person that will have broccoli for breakfast lunch and dinner cruciferous vegetables are magic and cruciferous vegetables and thinking about think about Liam your son how he loves germinating seeds germinated broccoli seeds are the most nutritious thing you can have because it helps your liver detox among other things it just You know, and getting the nutrients inside you. How do you expect to calm down your body when your body is craving for more? I want nutrients that will give me the nutrition I need to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I say I'm 62, but I live in a 30-year-old body. Because truly, Michelle, I have so much. I I mean. I have so much energy. I have students that are 18, 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, what are you ta- oh, I'm tired. And you're tired of what? You know, like I, I said, after class, I still go home and I still work and I still do all these things. And I, I'm enjoying every minute of my life. I am present in the present. I'm being present in the present is a present.
0: I have to say you're living your genius, which is why I brought you on the show.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so anyway. Is this making sense for busy mamas now as a mama right when you're just exhausted at the end of the day and you just oh my gosh i still need to make lunches i still need to get the laundry i still need to get ready for tomorrow you know i need to get up earlier so i can shower before i get up the kids to go to school and get ready and the busyness, the busy
0: hey there busy mamas i know exactly how you feel overwhelmed frustrated and barely find time for yourself Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. I've got something just for you and it's called Busy Mamas, 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start to care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at connectingmamas.com It's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other.
1: You as a mama, guess what? You need to put yourself first. We always put ourselves last. As a mama, you also need to know how do you sleep? Did you wake up rested? Did you sleep eight hours? Did you, did your body recover overnight? Or, you know what, does your body actually need not to have pasta before you go to bed? <laughs> or does your body need to, fi- to see Netflix, you know, like binge on Netflix before you go to bed and not being able to rest? Or are you so involved sometimes, you know, helping other mamas that you're actually living their life and worried about them and doesn't let you sleep? You are number one in the picture. Without a healthy mama, your family is not going to work. I know dads are important. Yes, I understand that. But there's no way a dad will take the place of a mom. I'm sorry. I (laughs) lived through that, and you know that.
0: (laughs) We're the glue. We keep everything together. And and as the glue, like you were saying, it, it is important to making sure that because you are the glue, that you're able to respond more to what's around you because you have so much responsibility. And again, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're hungry, you're tired and you're irritable. And when we all know when we're irritable, we suddenly lash out, we react, we react instead of responding. And again, that's where we keep coming to. I think almost every speaker I've been on for podcasts today, every speaker has come back to the idea of taking care of yourself first because of that nature of being able to respond when you are in a better mood, when you're feeling full, when you're feeling, you have your energy and everything blows up around you, it's the same situation, but things are different because of how you respond or react to it. And things are going to be thrown at you. Um, yesterday, I took my cat to the vet, but in the same time, I'm like, oh, I, and I've actually been working on a program called Money EQ and it was learning about that. And all of a sudden, usually I'd be at the vet going, oh my God, how much is this can cost me? Instead, I was like, I have the money to take care of him. I have yes. the money to make him feel better. And that's it's that mind stuff shift in, in how we approach things. And that again, comes to how we take care of ourselves because as moms, we need to step up and say, I am first, I am the role model. I wanna be for my kids. If I wanna see a happy, healthy adult, I have to be that so that they can model that
1: absolutely absolutely and when your kids leave home my kids already left home actually by the way one is going back which is amazing i'm really excited about it (laughs) because she cannot pay rent anymore it's too expensive so anyway she's going to come here for a little while and uh, anyway you know what do your kids when they leave your home what do they take with them well sure they take all their stuff something they take with them michelle and i can tell your mamas they take with them the healthy habits they learned at home. So if mama is cranky, guess what? Your child is going to take the crankiness with them. If mama truly ate well, and I truly mean ate well, you know, because we need to learn how to eat. And creating habits is not simple. It's not easy. The younger you are, the easier it is. So you know, like, how can we instill our kids this part of being as healthy as possible, but we need to share with us, we need to be as healthy as possible.
0: Period. I love that. I love that. Because that's kind of what the one of the things I always tell my kids is I'm working on having to remake these habits, whereas I'm trying to instill them in you now, so that you just have them, they're just part of who you are. And because as moms, like, we've created some of these habits and things that we might not want and so that's where I always use that with them I'm Mm -hmm. like I have to undo it and I'm working on it and I'm doing it and I'm here with you doing it and but I want to make sure that when you leave you have some of these better habits
1: than absolutely and it's beautiful when you go to their place and you open the fridge and they're like oh you have exactly the same as me that's crazy it's so beautiful Beautiful when they take the healthy habits with them.
0: So I, I have a feeling Leah might have better self in fridge than I would.
1: <laughs> but again, you know what? There's nobody to blame really. How how we grew up. There's the food industry is not helping us to be healthier. No, I was actually listening. I, I listened to a lot of people, but yesterday I was listening to one of uh, one of my mentors, a doc, doctor. Um, Dr. Greenblatt, who talks a lot about mental illness in kids. And he actually wrote a great book called Finally Focused for Hyperactive Kids. And anyway, he was talking about um, how much the food industry changed to get rid of fats. You get rid of fats, and guess what? We have so much fat right here on our brain. They get rid of fats. They put sugar in there. And of course, guess what? Oh, my gosh. We're not even thinking anymore. So start with sugar, start decreasing sugar. Please don't give your kids sugar past six o'clock, okay? I know a treat is a treat, but my treat is like a little mini piece of dark chocolate after dinner. That's my treat. Yes, I have a treat, but don't give anything, don't give sugar to kids keep them on a schedule, even if it's weekends, keep them on a schedule. Why? Because you will notice that very important part in which when you slept enough, you wake up without an alarm, you don't need to be waking up, you get up without an alarm because you completed your your sleep cycle. And you get up rested, you get up super happy, you get up calm, mama, you know, without screaming and without running and without any of that. Most importantly, you wake up in gratitude. I mean, to me to me right now, it's waking up in gratitude every day for what I do, what I'm doing. It's beautiful. And I don't know if you guys know this book. Do you know this book? Oh, yes. I love that book. The Very Busy Spider. The Very Busy Spider never heard anything because it was busy was so busy, ended up exhausted at the end of the day. Are you, mama, a very busy spider? Are you? Are you taking care over over during the day so that you're not exhausted by the end of the day?
0: So true. On that note, we're we're running out of time, so we're gonna dive into our five questions we're gonna ask Alicia that we ask at the end of every podcast. So number one, I think you've already shared a resource, but let's see what other resource you have. Your favorite book, or resource that has a significant impact on your journey as a mama.
1: Yeah. I I I was when I, my kids were little, sure enough, I was a very busy spider. And you know what? A lot of times I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't a very busy spider. I wished I was more present with my kids. So, mamas, please be present with your kids.
0: I love that. Which leads us in a number two. A family, special family tradition or ritual that brings connection and joy in your household?
1: Oh, well, we are board gamers, actually, as a matter of fact. My kids come and every time they come, we play board games. It's been beautiful. It's been, oh my gosh, they are amazing. Every time they come in, mom, we got this new game, we got to play it. It's really exciting to do something like that, even as adults. Yeah. to be able to have that connection but again when you're playing a board game i'm learning this i want to be present with my kids
0: I agree that's one of the things we've been doing too and also puzzling
1: oh, <laughs> my little oh, little. oh my gosh puzzling is like i can't wait i can't wait i know my daughter is like oh mom are we doing a puzzle for christmas yes we are doing a puzzle for christmas puzzling is beautiful because you can chat so much while you're doing a puzzle Oh, puzzling is beautiful.
0: And I love just finding a spot for it. So it's like not this extreme. You have to finish it right now, but it's just a process. And it kind of helps you with that journey of it all because we yeah. don't have to finish it right here, right now. But we do need to find a spot for it that it can stay out.
1: <laughs> actually, you know what? We framed a lot of our puzzles. You know, those IKEA frames yeah. were the exact size. So if you actually get a frame for my kids, it's not expensive. Then you have the cardboard. Then you build it on the cardboard. And then you can move it everywhere in the house. I love that. It's really fun. And then at the end, you can frame it.
0: Or take it apart and do it again next time. Or take
1: it apart and do it again. (laughs) I
0: love that. That's such a great idea. And then you don't have to rush to do it. Number three, I think we've already, you really touched on already without even knowing it, I think. Um, The idea of busyness. Because... I know I call out the moms because that's how we define ourselves a lot of times as busy mamas. And someone says, how are you doing? And you answer, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like as part of this is I wanna redefine that because I don't think that just saying that we're busy or having this sense of always having to be in production or like doing certain things is necessarily the way you wanna do. So I'm throwing the idea out there to open the conversation and get new ideas from every speaker that comes on here.
1: Well, you know what, I, I hear this all the time. I'm busy making my kids lunches. Okay, mm. guess what? Here's a tip for you. Your kids need involved into making their lunches. And when they get involved into making their lunches, they will know what's in their lunch back the day after, which makes makes a lot of sense. But also teach them how to make a healthy lunch. And guess what? The best conversations happen in the kitchen. You know, it's funny. Lunches is the time for connection.
0: My, Actually, my girls, um, all three of my kids make their own lunches at this point. And the rule is, you know, we've gone through how to proportion. They use a lot of leftovers for their lunches. But they always have the caveat that if they're running late or if they need my help, it's always there. And yeah. so I end up making lunches a lot less, but also do they know the support's there when needed. So it's not like yes. this overwhelming burden, but it, it just is built into our morning. So it's something that nice. I don't nice. even deal with at all for the most part. I do end up making breakfast more often because <laughs> they get a little lazy on that part and yeah. they don't want to make eggs. But you know what? I'll, I'll take it.
1: Well, you know what? Uh, I would tell you something. Uh, we make to got to the point where we actually made lunch at, after dinner with leftovers. After dinner with leftovers, you pack your lunch. So it's ready in the morning.
0: That's actually a good idea. Is instead of putting the leftovers away, they're going to use them anyways. Just have the lunch containers out and save them the trouble.
1: That is, yeah. we're getting new it tips. Saves, all the time. It saves a lot of time. It saves we're packing them
0: up time. anyways. I mean, that's what Liam does every morning is take all the leftovers out and then pack it. But honestly, it, it takes them five to 10 minutes and I'll just, you know. I know, I know. It's such a great idea though, just to have the lunch containers on the table and just get yeah. it. And then it's just pull out of the fridge in the morning. Awesome. What a great tip. Number four leads us into describe what genius means to you and how you feel living in your genius zone.
1: Genius means to me doing what you love doing. Because basically you're being yourself and it's not, it's no effort. No effort to be in a genius zone. But you need, you've got to find what makes you happy, what makes you what makes you know, like, it's like, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy, but guess what? It didn't matter, because it was so much fun the time I spent doing it that I don't even even realize I was on it for three hours, right? So just make something that is fun. Has that already been a half an hour that we've been on the call? <laughs> Maybe. It's run, run so fast, Michelle, you're so fun.
0: <laughs> so that leads us to then, how do we encourage children to explore new skills and passions and live in their genius?
1: Well, same thing, they need to find their passions. They you need to find where is their zone of genius, Where, it, what is their passion, what is it they love doing. Some kids absolutely love playing, playing soccer and others detest it. Some people like coloring, some people, some other kids detest it. You know, the same way you love what you do, your kids should love what they do, basically. And... Help them be more involved. They want to help at home. It's just that stop telling them, no, 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 no. That word should not even exist in the vocabulary. It's like sure, come help. <laughs> well, I do have
0: to use the word no when Liam takes over the kitchen and um, there's an explosion of everything all over the place. But just dishes and flying everywhere. But that's okay. He is letting them explore and be part of it and doing it together. And what I will admit on that um, is making sure that when you do those aspects, like especially in the kitchen stuff, making sure that you put in the time for it, that like you've scheduled extra time for their help because it will pay off. I will admit um, that Alicia knows Liam very well. I mean, last summer he was able to do two meals worth of dinners by himself, cooking them, meal planning, everything because the time has already been put in. And so that's what our goal is: is to put the time in, to coach them and gear them up so that they can exactly. take this with them on their own. We mm-hmm. need to teach them. We need to do these mm-hmm. things with them. And I think that is really getting into their zone of genius and letting them flourish in those moments. I really love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So on that note, um, give us your final um, tidbits for the um, and how people can get a hold of it, hold of you and the freebie that you have for everybody, the free gift you have.
1: Okay, so I, I created. The detective game years ago. Truly, <laughs> uh, why? Because there's so much sugar hidden in our kitchens. It's terrible. And so, anyway, first step to create healthy habits is find out the sugar that's in your kitchen. It's hiding. It has many different names, but go find it. Okay. So, the detective game is uh, is something we're going to share with you for free. The detective game will also take you if you if you download the detective game it's going to take you to another something that's free i created a family workshop it's a workshop to play with your kids in the kitchen to start creating healthy habits okay and please try that i've had kids three years old playing doing, doing that workshop it's fun it's fun it's interactive make sure you make sure the whole family is involved okay it's not just the kids and you Daddy has to also be there, of course, but it's a really good start on making you start to think, you know, what type of food when I go shopping, what should be, what is healthy, what is truly healthy, and start instilling healthy habits. The younger you start, the better it is.
0: Well, I love how you said get everyone involved because I think that's key is that we think that it's our job as moms to do it all. And Mm -hmm. how do we? these are steps and ways and tips to help bring it not only to take it off our plate, but also bring the connection in everyone doing it together. And that's, I think I, am the real goal of creating all of this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, thank you, Alicia, so much for coming on today. And this was another episode of the mama genius hub podcast. And thank you all. We'll see you all next time. Bye everyone. Bye. I can find the mouse button before we wrap up. Here are some specific key takeaways from the podcast. Number one, make healthy fun. Get your kids involved in the kitchen. Teach them about good foods and make it enjoyable. Create a home environment that supports good sleep, balanced nutrition, and overall well-being. Number two, customize diets. Understand your child's genetic makeup to tailor their diet. Pay attention to the right mix of proteins, fats, and carbs. Adjust based on individual needs. Some kids may need more saturated fats than others. Number three, be a positive example. Be the positive role model you want your kids to follow. Set examples for health, happiness, and gratitude. The habits they take with them mirror what they've seen at home. Number four, sleep matters. Establish a consistent bedtime routine for better sleep. Avoid stimulating activities, exercise, or sugary foods close to bedtime. Ensure a dark, comfortable sleep environment. Number five, family joy time. Create family rituals for bonding and joy. Board games and puzzles are perfect. Encourage open communication and make time for shared activities that bring happiness to your home. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower external mamas like you. Your support can make a difference please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Mm -hmm. Until next time, Mm -hmm. stay connected and keep shining your unique light in
1: our community. Let's do motherhood together.